It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. How are you doing, Aaron? Hey, John, what's going on, man? Um, I'm glad the pack game turned out yesterday. It was a nice palate cleanser after the Badgers game on Saturday. That was a stinker to start. And I'm <laughs> right. watching, watching my Brewers pitch 10 innings of no-hit baseball. Right. And, uh, still lose to the Yankees. I mean, how how Brewers is it that Corbin Burns pitches eight innings of sh- of of no hit baseball, and not only that, do they bring somebody else in, but then they lose the game. I mean, yeah, haven't yeah. had a, haven't had a, haven't had no hitter since Juan Nieves by one single pitcher. Uh, I, I I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, it was. I'm, it I'm was... glad we had the. I, I'm glad that the Brewers game was the cherry on the top of the poop Sunday that was the rest of the weekend. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you again also, though, to everybody for joining us for another week of Wisconsin Sports Talk. we got a lot to get to, so we're going to try to make this intro short, but you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at ScottyJohnnyPod. Uh, you can find me at NotSoHumbleHost, as I told you. Uh, obviously, we have several other places where we can be found. Thank you to the many different things that happen now on different media social media sites and such so you can also find me on blue sky uh and i am at jbarn.bsky.social and i'm also on mastodon as uh, we've put up before and uh actually the show is too so the show is at scotty johnny pod at mastodon.social but i am at scotty johnny at mastodon.world aaron where'd people find you i'm a simple man john you are i'm at i'm at cheddar talk at Cheddar Talk on the X Twitter thing. <laughs> However, I have because I uh, I berated you, rode you. I don't, I'm not sure Let's what not I did, those, but either yeah. way, I I I I I made you feel bad because I said that <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't being invited to Blue Sky and the Happy Fun Club and the Elites. Um, <laughs> so um, you did give me an invite to Blue Sky, so I am on Blue Sky now. Uh, I did not keep the Cheddar Talk monitor moniker. Instead, I went with uh, at Apple Bottom Flottom. You can find me there. John, you are still the only one who has currently found me at, at Apple Bottom Flottom, though. So let's get to it, people. Let's go. I'm the um, El Dutorito if you're not into the whole breath thing. So. <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Let's kick right into everything we have here with the segment of our show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with. The main event. All right, so the main event is going to be Packers, obviously, because we had our first game of the regular season. And yeah, we did. The beginning of the Jordan Love era, and it starts off well. You know, I'm glad I was wrong. Well, half wrong. Half wrong. As I tweeted out head, afterwards, head, head head wrong, heart right. Heart was very right for you. This was a blowout, and it actually looked closer because uh, it was. was a late touchdown by the Bears to stop it from being 38-14. Uh, go for two and mm-hmm. fail. 
but yeah, no, this one was one. The, the Bears did kind of push it close at one point and got it to be a 10-point game, 24 to uh, 14. 14. Yeah. Uh, and they had to go for two there because they only did score that. I mean, it was two field goals, touchdown, double extra point. Um, fun stat that I looked through because uh, I went through uh, all of Justin or yeah Justin Fields' games. Uh, Jordan Love and Justin Fields both now have the same number of three touchdown games, which is one. Mm-hmm. One. And it's different, you know, it's 28 and, and, starts and Jordan for Fields. Love, Jordan, but here's the deal, though, is that Jordan Love has a 300-yard? No. You had 245 yards in this yeah, game. Jordan, I, Jordan Love has one game with two, plus 200 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Justin Fields has zero games with plus 200 yards and three touchdowns because – Justin Fields did not eclipse 200 yards on this three touchdown game. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. Uh, so, my biggest takeaway is, is that the defense was fine. They were still very soft, but the Bears aren't good. That's the biggest thing mm-hmm. is Bears aren't good. Packers are good, not great, is my takeaway at this point. I thought Justin Love or Jordan Love, I'm, I'm combining them, sorry. Yeah, Jordan sorry. Love. A lot of people are. J Lo, Colin Coward included. Yes. Yeah, J Lo had uh, too many off-target passes. Uh, he had. Mm-hmm. There were about three different drops that he could have had, but mm-hmm. uh, he missed several open guys, or put the ball on him in a bad spot. That some of them still made the catches, but he's got to get a little more accurate with what he's doing. First he, he game missed, on he, the road. He, he, he missed Musgrave on a for sure touchdown. That was just. It had to bend nerves, like just overthrew him by about three yards. Otherwise, Musgrave would have taken it all the way in the house. But yeah, exactly. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, so just want to see a little bit better play there. It, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. He didn't play badly. He just, you know, you'd like to see better. We've been spoiled a little bit. In, uh, in, incorrect, John. Listening to the enemies on the Minnesota side, um, they're scared. <laughs> no, they really are. They're like, to a because, degree, because their quarterback that's worth seventy million dollars didn't play any better. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he threw a lot more. He, I guess, yeah, he, his he played goal. fine. He played fine, and actually played better than fine. He didn't make big mistakes. As a matter of fact, he solved a couple mistakes. And I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get into more. I'll let you break it down a little bit yeah. further. Sorry, yeah, so it's just. Yeah, we we so both had up. a lot of fun today as we were listening to different uh, teams in our division because I, I was listening to ESPN 1000 now Chicago and K-Fan because it's interesting hearing both of them this Monday talking K-Fan about things. K-Fan is the Viking station, by the way. Yeah, and yeah, ESPN 1000, as I said, Chicago, um, which is a far more balanced, realistic approach to listening to the uh, sports talk. Chicago does a pretty decent job, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Waddle and Sylvie is a good show. But I'll just say this. Um, yeah, the defense, the biggest part of this game is that I guess the, the defensive line played really well. Devontae Wyatt was all over. We got to see Carl Brooks get his first sack, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Lucas Van Ness, uh, mm-hmm. got the, the play where Aaron, how did you describe that tackle? Well, I, I'll, 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 I'll talk about what you're saying altogether too. Like the defensive line, the, the Packers didn't have to blitz yesterday. They, they just could use their front four. And on the play where Justin Fields rolled out to the right and Van Ness met him, he put him into the upside down, if yes. you watch Stranger Things. Because Fields went out there like, oh, I'm going to put a juke on this guy. And 
Van Ness put hands on him and threw him out of bounds like a rag doll. It was like just, he just disappeared. He literally just just go back and watch it. Like Fields is rolling out, and it looks like he's going to do like a shuck move on him, and Van Ness just puts hands on him, and he's out of bounds. Yeah, and and, and like with no effort, just kind of rolled is, him. Yeah, and, and it was it was the best play for Van Ness because Van Ness is rough and raw, and he doesn't have his spin moves. He plays best with his hair on fire. That was the best first sack he could get. Just. Give me that quarterback out in the open. Let me use my speed. Let me use my ability because he doesn't have the moves. He doesn't have spin moves. He doesn't have chop moves. He can't swim. All he's got is bull rush. He's super raw. Well, it was the best thing that could happen for him. Just bye. His rip is and, good too. Yeah. And, but yeah, his bull rush is and great. Sa- and it saved a touchdown too. So, yep. you know, there you go. Uh, yeah. And I think that like when we were talking at it, the acne packing, uh, the kind of halftime spaces thing, garage party. I can't remember if it was. Tyler uh, Brooks, or if it was Justice Mosqueda, who was saying, "This is why you draft aliens," um, because that that play was just fantastic. You did a great job, and mm-hmm. what the way I said it was was like, "Well, Justin Field says, hey, man, I'm super athletic,' and Van Ness just says, "Me too, man,' and then Me just too. go out and meet them." He's used to being able to run around guys, yeah. but Lucas Van Ness is a cheat code. Uh, S- so see out, see out in the flat, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, and, and Fields did get away with that a lot in the first half. Like Fields actually had a pretty decent first half when the game was close. Great escape but, ability and an incredible runner and fantastic athlete. He's dangerous in the open field and he can avoid sacks pretty well, but he still gets sacked a lot because first off, the biggest effects in this game are our defense line is way better than their offensive line because their offensive mm-hmm. line is garbage. Also, Hot their defensive crap. line is garbage. Hot crap. Yeah, it's yes. terrible. They're both terrible. But but I mean, and also too, like Justin Fields, his he doesn't have the arm like Lamar Jackson. No, him no, and not Lamar at all. Jackson. He has uh, equitable running skills, maybe a little bit better than Lamar Jackson. And this isn't a racial thing for anybody who's trying to put that on there. But like their 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 athletic abilities are the same. But Lamar Jackson can throw. He really Justin can. Fields, Justin Fields cannot throw. Well, and also and, this is what Bears fans have been saying is they're like, well, if he has that 3,000-yard passing, 1,000-yard rushing season like Lamar did, I'm like, he's not going to get 3,000. Well, that's like – and their, and their example is like that that time that he threw a dime last year to Nikhil Harry that beat J- Jair Alexander, and it's like that was a jump ball, and Jair got turned around and looked stupid, and it happens. Like that's not a dime. A 50-50 ball is not a dime. Sorry, like the only dime he threw in the last 365 days was right to Quay Walker, who turned <laughs> it into a rumbling, stumbling 43-yard interception yeah, return. I guess he and, threw and two at one touchdowns. Point when he ran into a running back who made a business decision not to tackle him. By the way, like, oh, I'm just gonna run into this guy. Yeah. Roshan Johnson, who is, by the way, their best running back, and I'm glad they don't know it. He's good. Well, and he made a very wise business decision to not get hurt trying to tackle Quay <laughs> Walker because he's got a future in this league. But yeah, yeah like it's tackles like, yeah, like a he, Packer. He, he, he doesn't throw dimes. Like it's no. it's ridiculous. So. He's he's not particularly accurate, and they'll say like, well, he completed a lot of his 37 passes. 14 of them were at or behind the line of scrimmage. In scrimmage. The, yeah. That's what he did. He threw, I believe it was three passes that lost yards. Was- how is it? How is it that an organization like, all right? So, and let's rewind to last week when I went on that like 
I turned to the dark side and just like started talking about like how the bears are just a trash organization. And I just went downhill and I just got super dark and I was just like super mad and then yeah. came back on like heart, heart overhead. But how is it that an organization that has not the same GM head coach or offensive coordinator can do the exact same thing that they did with Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. It, it, who was who was less less athletic, but they're still doing the same thing. Like I, there's something to be said for this in that the biggest problems with a lot of these guys are like they they brought in guys like Mitch Trubisky and Justin Fields who are incredibly athletic and really mm-hmm. could have been something, and then throw them out there behind terrible offensive lines with subpar weapons. They got a lot of guys who are wide receiver two or three, and you know none of them's a real one because DJ Moore. I, I mean. Two passes, two receptions on two targets for 25 yards. Then um, they asked Jair afterwards. They said, "Yeah, he didn't seem to show up today." He's like, "Yeah, he didn't show up." I don't know what else anybody expected to happen, though. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yes. oh, dead on. But yeah, I mean, we, we, Claypool we is during, worthless. We, we talked about it during the pregame, and like whether anyone wants to give credit or not, I, I want to give credit to Aaron Rodgers, and I feel like somewhere in the Hamptons <laughs> last night, he was watching this game smiling. Because whether he 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 may want Lambo, he might want uh, what what's the address of Lambo Field twelve fourteen? Is it twelve seventy? I have to look up. Either way, he he wants Lam- He might want Lambo Field to burn to the ground. But the one thing that he doesn't want is the Packers to lose to the Bears. Because even though Favre brought turned that back around after years of of the Bears losing. Aaron Rodgers made a cottage industry of making fools out of the Bears on a regular basis. And yesterday was he he might want the Packers just go two and fifteen for the whole year as long as they beat the Bears twice. And his best friend Bakhtiari was playing it up. Yeah. Mocking the fans, laying on the sidelines, blowing kisses, taking bows at the end of the game. Um throwing up a middle finger like just apparently just before uh aaron jones uh made that long reception for the touchdown where he pulled his hammy if you watch bakhtiar really closely before he sets his block he throws a middle finger to the crowd so yeah so i but uh it's it's a lot of you know it's a lot of fun but um watching I forgot my tra- my train of thought is gone. Yeah, just Shoot, you feel that Rodgers is going to be somebody who is still excited about this, even though he's not there. Oh, I don't about, know about about, about just oh. about this whole thing in general, and um, and the one thing that I did, so some of the big takeaways I took from this was, even though even though Love had you know a, a pretty good game, you know like let's yeah, like, right. poo poo two fifty and three touchdowns, no interceptions. He made no big mistakes. He yeah. didn't fumble. That offensive line is stout. They're great. Yeah. Bakhtiari was an animal, an absolute animal. Like there was, there was no, you know, you question, you know, oh, he didn't practice at all. That dude in open space was take pancaking guys in the open. Um, uh, Tom is, uh, and there's, you know, you wonder why uh, Yash Nyman is the backup because Tom is unbelievable. He's, he, um, Musgrave, if he would have remembered he's not in college, would have actually scored a <laughs> touchdown yesterday. After oh. he caught off the fumble, Ruski, you know, he caught that pop fly. Like Should've he just rolled. laid there. Yeah, he laid there and he's like, "I'm down." Oh shoot, this is in college. I can get up and run. You know, like <laughs> you know. Um, 
the off the back foot screen to uh to jones um there's lots of good things to uh, um love on the on the on the um post touchdown to dobbs like the way he half pump faked and then you know delay throw and then got him in the back of the end zone you can tell the guy has been paying attention when he's there and you know i know it's the bears the bears were the worst team in the nfl last year as much as they squawk they the fans squawk they were the worst team in the nfl last year um there's a lot of good things to take away from this uh the packers are not going to be a bad team this year they're probably no. going to like i said low end seven wins high end 10 wins you know yeah i if think it's, it's, if, right. it's if it's anywhere between that swing you know if it's lower than seven then maybe we have to stop and think oh shoot you know if it's more than 10 then oh dear god what's going on here but uh you know for the good if it's higher than if it's higher than nine but uh um there's a lot of good takeaways i i only hope that aaron <laughs> this hamstring thing that's going around this team right now man uh i hope that aaron jones will be fine yeah right. uh aj dylan's not as good as i think we think he is no and well, yeah the offensive line is really good Devonte wyatt has really stepped up um you know, Quay Walker, that return for the touchdown, and he played well beyond that. Right. You know, it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel good about this. It's basically, yeah, offensive line, great. Running game was pretty good. Aaron Jones is necessary for this team to be successful. Uh, we were playing with Dobbs was limited. I didn't see a snap total, I guess. Um, oh, I say, before you get yeah. off Aaron Jones, did you say that Aaron Jones had the highest mile per hour? Oh, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, the old man Aaron Jones hit the highest mile per hour for running or for any player this weekend. Wow! By the way, there you go. Yeah, right before his. See, that's what you do to your hamstrings when you do that. Um, <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, and then he blew out his hamstring. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, one of the speaking of limited snap counts, because we said uh, Romeo Dobbs was limited to a certain number of snaps. I, I didn't see his actual snap counts just yet, but I'll get it. Uh, Gary, Rashawn Gary had 10 snaps. He had five pressures on 10 snaps, though. So that's, that's awesome. that is that an impressive so, that number. So that dude's so good. Yeah. So, um, I'll just look at the wrong year, I guess, here. So, 2023. Those defensive, tackles, those defensive tackles are going to be a problem for everybody. Um, and, I mean, and that's, and that makes a good team a good team. I mean, the Vikings lost to a Tampa Bay team because Vita Vea is the best de- defensive tackle ever. Mm. And it it just makes a big mess up the middle. If Wyatt continues doing what he's doing, and I mean, God, there's so much traffic up front there, man. God, I can do some stuff. Actually, uh, Dobbs was in on 48% of the offensive snaps. He had 29 snaps, same as Malik Heath, uh, fewer than Jalen Reed, or uh, 37 snaps for Dontavian Wicks. Uh, 45 snaps for Musgrave, which is 75% of the snaps. So there we go. Mm. Um, Jordan Love did not get all the snaps. There were five snaps for Sean Clifford uh, in cleanup time. <laughs> so there you go. I know. God, I um, wish I would have put him in a series before that, too. Yeah, uh, so that's where we we are with, with some of I that. I wish Clifford nice. would have played the entire fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, worst of all things going on in terms of the Jets-Bills game, the uh, Jets are currently winning. It's 13-16. to 16. Jets up with under two minutes left. And the worst part, too, is that Aaron Rodgers did not play 65% of the snaps. He played 
three snaps. Yeah, I mean, three actual snaps. One other snap that was not a play. Uh, so late second round if we're going this route. So let's not have that happen. Packers getting ready to travel to Atlanta uh, to play the Falcons. The Falcons had a good win this last week. This is this is quite the thing. So in college, this would have been fun seeing Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young because I think you know we would have had Alabama and that uh, those great Cincinnati teams. But yeah, no. And this is also where like it's so frustrating when people waste their time on early first round picks uh, Atlanta went out to go get Bijan Robinson and Bijan Robinson was outperformed by Tyler Algier who by the way had over a thousand yards last year after taking over midway through the season and is a very good running back out of BYU who I had a draft crush on last year that dude is good Bijan Robinson the first was a waste it was a waste for a team but they are going to run the ball and the Packers are going to need to be ready for that because these guys are better and watching Khalil Herbert, and I don't know who, what was their second guy. Um, the 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 third guy is Rashawn sure. Johnson, who actually sure. played pretty well. I don't I don't talk in text with the uh, Atlanta Falcons as much as I used to. So right, I'm, I'm a little bit. Algier and Robinson are gonna be fine. Uh, they they rush. is Matt Ryan still their quarterback? No, Desmond sure. Ritter. Desmond Ritter is the quarterback. Oh, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. What happened to Matty Ice? Well, he went to um, uh, CBS. There you go. Yeah, there he's done. He went to Indianapolis for a year there. But I know Ritter was 15 of 18. He had a 111 rating. They didn't throw much. Uh, they do have Kyle Pitts, which will be pushing on our, our linebackers. We're going to have to be back there in coverage, but also ready to step up in this uh, rush game because it's going to be the biggest part of what they do. Uh, currently looking like uh, in the Packers-Falcons games, the Falcons... ESPN, ESPN predictor has Falcons at a 51.5% chance of winning. Uh, and I'm trying to see if I can find the actual spread on this game. Uh, the other good thing is, like, not a ton of major injuries. Quay Walker did leave the game early for the Packers. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously, with the hamstring issue. Christian well, Watson Quay still Walk, listed. Quay Walker got smoked on the way into the end zone by that yeah. uh, offensive tackle. That was uh, all currently which listed. Which was weird. Is, like he was, he was, he was like just wandering into the end zone. Like, and <laughs> that's, I mean, and, as well he should. Like mm-hmm. he's he's almost there, and then that uh, left tackle or right tackle decided to take a disagreement with him, uh, returning that thing for a pick six, and so yeah. Yeah, I mean, had had Quay Walker wanted to, he could have blown up that right tackle. That's that's the that's the essay thing about that is that in in the world of you know like hey this is actually happening, like that right tackle should have just like olayed that thing because he was at the goal line, but because the Bears are so invested, like there's no team that's more invested in hating another team in the NFL than the Bears hating the Packers. Yes, it's that is one hundred percent. Justin Jones, Brisker, all these guys running their mouths, their fans running their mouths, media running their mouths, like, I, yeah, like, and we really don't even care. But like, it's, it's but we just, do, we we definitely want to be that We team. do, we do in the fact that we want them to shut up, you know. And that's and that's the thing too. It's <laughs> like Quay Walker, like it was a legit hit. Like it, it wasn't an illegal hit. He was crossing the goal line, but it was like. He should have just laid that thing, but yeah, that I did not like that laying the wood to Quay Walker on the goal line. Like he was clearly already in the end zone when he 
dropped a boom on him. And so oh. I hope it's not like a long-term injury concussion thing either. Yeah. So. Well, and they were very mad that Jair hit uh, fields cleanly in the field of play and knocked him out he of bounds. Didn't, he escorted him out of bounds cleanly. Like, it was a totally clean yeah. hit. He was completely both feet inbounds. Wasn't, I mean, like he's heading towards sideline, but he's going to keep going it, forward as long as he can. So he put him out of bounds. It's a hot garbage take too, because fields is a running quarterback, right? You know, if, if it's, if it's Peyton Manning, then yeah, I get it. You know, there was a little bit of an incident during uh, right at the end of the Vikings game uh, yesterday when uh, uh, Baker Mayfield they, yeah. they kind of got they kind of got on one of the linebackers for not lighting him up because he got caught on the sideline and rather than lighting him up. Well, Baker Mayfield's kind of a running quarterback, but not really. So not it's really, like yeah. eh. Justin Fields is a running quarterback. That is his best attribute. Mm-hmm. So you're going to escort him out of bounds. Like I said, Van Ness threw him into the upside down because that's what you have to do. Get him <laughs> right. down because otherwise, you know, like, oh, you got to let him, you got to give him space. No, he's running the ball of his own volition. Yeah. Not throwing it. <laughs> so He could have slid so. earlier. Yeah. that's the, If you wanted to do that, you do that. All right. Um, looking, like we said, forward Atlanta, this one's going to be, it's going to be a little tougher. Atlanta actually looked like they had some offense going. They had, they're, they're definitely not the Bears. The Bears are bad. So the thing is, is that for as Packer fans, you need to understand you can't start getting overconfident in how good this team is. Beating the Bears isn't that <laughs> impressive. That's a bad team. They're starting Andrew Billings at nose tackle. All right. Like, do you know who he is? Because I do. But that's because I wrote stuff about him coming out of Baylor. Um, and, you know, you don't know who he was. <laughs> but he's a big dude and he's a strong dude and he's been bounced around the league because he's not that good a player and he's a career backup who is starting in the NFL right now. So that's what we're looking at. Uh, but this team we're be facing, Atlanta's got some speed out there at the cornerback position, so that'll be an interesting push there. Uh, Cordero Patterson is uh, questionable. So is Jeff Okuda, uh, who you may remember from uh, some time uh, else, you know, with the Lions and such, but Jeff Okuda... There with Atlanta, he is questionable. Uh, we're not. We're a little too early to know what questionable means because those injury reports later in the week are going to bear watching, especially with Jones, Walker, Watson, uh, Patterson, and Okuda are the ones we'll be watching coming up here. Uh, second big road test in a row for for this team. Very young team and getting a chance to come out there and do that before they can come home. Uh, I think that they're going to have to find a way to be better in the run game. We're going to have to find a way. Seriously, almost just play uh, Patrick Taylor more because he looked more explosive. Yeah. He looked better at getting somewhere than what A.J. Dillon did. And if you're that big, I mean, seriously, if you're it's, – it's like the John Kuhn thing. If you need a yard, A.J. Dillon can get you a yard. And if you need two yards, A.J. Dillon can get you a yard. Um <laughs> He had he did have one or two good runs, but just not enough for what he should be with that size and that power and the ability to run. He should be able to get up after it and and make things happen. And uh, yeah, it's a bit underwhelming at times. So we'll have to see how that goes with this team. I I, I do wish after uh, looking a little bit into uh, Deuce Vaughn that the uh, oh, yeah. uh, Cowboys got uh, out of K State. Yeah, out of K State. I kind of do wish we had somebody like that. Like I, you know, Jones is Jones, Dylan's Dylan, and I like Patrick Taylor too. But like I honestly wish we had a, a Deuce Vaughn. Um, 
back to the days of um oh god what's his name played for the saints um sproles sproles yeah yeah, sproles type um yeah something like that like because we don't have that you know i guess we could i mean in 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 the great great grand scheme of things you know we could be rolling uh uh watson out of the backfield or something like that too (laughs) show so um but uh we didn't even talk about the the michigan state kid um Oh, Jalen Reed? Jalen Reed. Um, heck of a game, by the way. Looked all right, yeah. We could be rolling him out of the backfield. Scary, scary uh, when it looked like his his leg was broken, too, but then he was back at the game later, too. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, with this Falcons game coming up here, it's uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it feels like I'm. I'm glad we got granted with a couple of cupcakes up front. Yeah, the 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 early schedule for the Packers is actually good uh, in that we have one of the softer schedules based on last year's uh, standings, and also the early games are are easier than what you you'd be afraid they could have been uh getting the bears early and i i, I honestly i have no idea why anybody thought the bears were going to be good this year i just because bear fans told you they were going to be good i know and it's just so so dumb because you're like and, why and because because as the third largest market in america they are the largest sports media market in america because that's where everything comes from you know right it's, yeah Packers actually currently favored. I'm looking through Bet Rivers. Uh, currently favored uh, one and a half points. They're a minus 122 to win. The over under is 40.5. So, yeah, talking somewhere in there. I don't know. This one's got me kind of strange because I don't know how they're going to be able to run. The Bears couldn't run, but they have no line. Uh, this team was far more effective at running last week against, you know, Carolina, who is not that great in a defense, but definitely better than what the bears had. And I don't know. I think this is going to be rough because this is, I think also going to be a lower scoring game Mm -hmm. uh, because I think Atlanta is going to want to run. And so are we, and -hmm. I don't know that we're going to spend a lot of time pushing. I think it's going to be a lot of longer drives uh, or it's going to be a terrifyingly bad game in that it's just going to be, you know, three, three runs and then punt uh, a bunch. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. I think I'm afraid that this one, because of Atlanta's ability to kind of control the ball and do things there, this might be one where Atlanta wins in something like a 21-20 kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's kind of my feeling at this point. I think the Packers definitely can win this. I don't think this is – I mean, I'm saying it's a one-point game uh, because I I think that the Bears are a bad barometer in terms of guessing how good this team really is. Right. Uh, and so I don't think we really know yet, but I do think that Atlanta presents some challenges that are very different than what the Bears do. Their quarterback mm-hmm. is still very mobile. He's not going to be Justin Fields' levels mobile, but still he's going to get around, and he's he's a more accurate passer than Fields by a lot. So we'll see how this goes. But I, I think that this is a especially second straight road game. Um, if we don't have Watson, I think it's 21-20. I don't know. What Falcons do you think? Or, Falcons or Falcons. Packers? I'm saying Falcons. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, after after talking about my heart and my head, uh, so I think that this Packers squad is too stupid to know how good they are. <laughs> like, they're just dumb and 
they know what they just did in Chicago and uh, they might run up against, but the Falcons are not the test. Like if no, you're telling me they're no. rolling into Arrowhead next week, like, okay, well, no, good luck yeah. boys. Have fun. You know, like you're dumb enough as it is. You might cover. I doubt it, but you might cover Atlanta's not where it's at. Like, and as far as the talent level, um, Atlanta was not good last year. They're not good this year. They're not much better than the Bears. Um, there's not the rivalry. There's not the other stuff to go with it. But then again, you know, the Packers were rolling in uh, bareback into the into the Bears game. They didn't have any idea what, you know, what level of what they had of anything. You know, Bakhtiar hadn't played in the preseason. I mean, not that the preseason is even a, a good gauge of anything. You know, the first half was weak at best. It was uh, 10-3 uh, at the end because of Anders Carlson's uh, giant leg. Anders. Um, Anders. Anders me. Carlson. Uh, on, Anders Carlson. Oh, Vista kick. Kicks I, the I ball, forgot, Anders. I forgot to bring my notepad down here with me so I didn't get to write anything. <laughs> I'm literally just going off the top of my head right now. Excellent. But uh, Atlanta sucked last year. They were yeah. not good. Um when Cordell Patterson is your best player, and I like Cordell Patterson, he's uh, he's always a wild card. But interesting um, when that's when that's <laughs> he was great after he left the Vikings, just like everybody who leaves the Vikings. <laughs> but anyhow, this is the Bears um, too, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm more sure of this this week than I was last week. Wow. Okay. Right. I I I think the Packers are going to win by ten. Like, all right, and, I'm and hoping I really, for it. I, I really think that front seven of the Packers, as long as Quay Walker's fine and not in the in on the sideline, and there's no other freak injuries, even with Watson. If Watson comes back, game on. Yeah, but I think it changes even with that. even with Watson out, um, there's nothing else that I'm missing, right? Like. For injury wise, like no, I, as long I listed as it, them all. As long as that's it, even if Watson's still out, like uh, Atlanta was not much better than the, than the Bears last year. So, like, yeah, you know, just bring it on. Uh, let's do. Uh, <laughs> let Let's do. Uh, let's do uh, twenty six to sixteen. All right, let's have it. There we go. I want, let's have it. There we go. Uh, in other football news, we had the Badgers remind us that they can break your, you know, we are now in the, the cycle of, I begin to believe, uh, you know, that they, they break my heart, you know, kind of feel like, you know, we're, we're in that cycle of like, I am brought back down kind of feeling because uh, Badgers seriously just forgot to play the first half. That's just what happened. They did not bother to play a first half of football here. They went in, they got down big early in this game and there's nothing you can do about it after that because it was too late mm-hmm. um what was it like so it was 24 to 9 at at half and then the badgers go 13 nothing in the third quarter and then they didn't do anything after that but they made this a 24 22 game and they had the ball and for one thing they had a very nice return that put them into field goal range and then they immediately committed a personal foul that took them out of it. And it's just like, just could not get out of their own way. Uh, Washington state also just took this game. They came out fast. They came out hard. They made a lot of big plays. Uh, I'm 
going to be actually with this team. I mean, sometimes you watch a team and you're like, wow, they just beat us. Uh, I don't have any love for this team. Uh, their safety went up, came up high, hit a guy in the head, and then did the push you to sleep thing. Like, hands on his head as a player was injured on the ground, gloating over having hurt that player. I hope they enjoy the Mountain West next year because forget that garbage. That has no place in football. That's ridiculous. Cheering on that you hurt a player is terrible. It's it's. It's classless. But the biggest part is the Badgers were gutless in the first half. Uh, I mean, like, they they looked like the Bears' offense. They were throwing wide. They were throwing out. They weren't throwing. They were not pressuring the ball deep. It is the slowest air raid offense ever. Uh, and they picked up some in the second half. But it really was just so late in the game to start caring. And you cannot do that against a D1 opponent. And that stuff has to stop. The, the Badgers need to start figuring out who they are or Tanner Mordecai needs to go somewhere. I don't know what else to say. I mean, like, I, I like him. I'd love to see him be successful here. I thought he did, he earned the job out of camp and everything. But, man, uh, just looked very afraid early on to throw those 50-50 balls, to throw into tight windows, and dump down all the time. For two games, he has now checked down far more than he ought to. Because he doesn't want to throw that pass. Uh, and so, terrible loss for the Badgers. Uh, unforgivable sort of loss. I mean, it's not the sort of thing, though, where like a lot of people are like, wow, it ruined the season, and now we're just now we're just terrible. And it's like, okay, yeah, this season's not going to be a national championship. It never was going to be. Uh, and, and part of what we have to say is, no, hey, it's... man, you know this defense is lacking some talent in some key spots. Do you know who was recruiting the defense the last four years? Well, crap, it was the you know it was Leonard. So mm-hmm. Leonard's the guy who you should be saying a little bit is like, where were all those players you were trying to recruit over the last four years? Because you inherited a top ten defense, kept it top ten for several years. All mm-hmm. those players are gone now. What have you been doing in the meantime, other than living on Aranda's legacy? What happened well, here? Well, and if you're stupid enough to think that a first-year coach coming in to take over a a, a program that is in flux anyways, whose yeah. starting quarterback is gone and you're full of – yeah, the, the, the whole problem is that Deion Sanders is throwing this whole thing off. Like, it, like everyone thinks now this is what should happen, what's happening in Colorado, right? Well, they also and, played – you know, TCU doesn't look good now, and they beat Nebraska, which is not impressive. And yeah, Nebraska ball, who just barely beat Minnesota. But anyway, no, they, so they lost like, to Minnesota. Like, like, like in, in Fickle, Fickle is, you know, he needs time. Like, it's not just yeah. going to happen. He didn't right. build since he didn't build Cincinnati in a season either. No. He came into a, 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 a bankrupt Wisconsin team. That's the reason why they cleaned house. And so anybody who's thinking that comparing them to what's going on with the Packers is not the same thing. Like the Packers have basically the same team they did last year, which was an eight and nine team, which is a middling team with some upgrades. And yeah, they lost Rogers, but here's, you know, like it's, it's not, it's not apples to apples. And to think that Fickle's just going to come in in one year. And I mean, Saban didn't turn around Alabama in one year either. It right. took Saban a couple years to get his footing underneath him, too. No coach does that. In college football, no coach can do that. 
No. So it's 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 a stupid he's, thought process, and he, yeah, and, he's building and, up something. And people, I said on Twitter, I was like, uh, you know, next year's gonna be better. I feel better about next year. And people are like, well, they're gonna have to yeah. play a harder schedule next year. I'm like, that doesn't mean I won't feel better about it because if the team mm-hmm. is better, and even if they lose to better programs, you know, because they're gonna play Alabama and Michigan and Penn State next year. I'm like, that's fine. If we if we get into a game and we're playing Alabama, which is awesome, and we should be doing. Because we need to have those types of games. Because also, that's going to get our recruiting lifted up. But yeah, give him a couple of years to get some of his own guys in here and get some of the stuff going the way that he wants to. Because he knows how to build a defense, and we're going to figure out some stuff on offense. We're definitely not running the offense that that Longo wants to yeah. run. We're running the one he thinks he has to. And I think that some of it is, it, it, I don't know. It feels like Mordecai's just not making the 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 passing decisions that Longo would like him to make at this point. So we'll have to see how it goes. But um, yeah, next no, week the, it'll be Georgia Southern though. So that's, you know, you, you should. Oh, the Cobbers, the Cobbers from Georgia, <laughs> Georgia Southern. Yeah. The Eagles of Georgia Southern and getting yeah. a chance to see what we can do with that. This is actually, we got a bunch of seniors on this team. I was looking this up here and uh, Aaron is making fun of me for having books on this, but uh, right. yeah, they're, they, they lost their leading rusher from last year's team. They've gone to a more passing oriented uh, sort of, team uh oh just like the badgers right a little bit yeah this, this so like, sounds it sounds like the same story continue <laughs> uh so yeah they went their their rushing yards have decreased their passing offense increased they completed 61 percent of the passes last year 6.2 yards per play uh they bring back a senior quarterback in davis brin uh their sounds running like nice backs be, yeah i mean they got some of, I guess, like the receivers, they got their first receivers, uh, Dion Cobb, who's a sophomore, but then they got Anthony Quigley at senior. He's a Cobber? Yes, he's a Cobber. Him and Randall and Reggie. Uh, Anthony Quigley and uh, Derwin Burgess, both senior wide receivers on this team, though. They got kind of a, a, I guess, a little bit younger offensive line. They got some sophomores playing there, or at least one in there. Um. Yeah, the, this is their coach's second year in this, this well, with this team. And uh, they're returning nine different offensive starters. We mentioned they lost their number one running back. So we'll have to see kind of how they do. They're only returning four Are defensive starters. Uh, yeah, but second year, Clay Helton is the, the coach there. He previously was with uh, USC. And so, yeah, this is uh, – a. This is the game though the Badgers should win. Uh, they'll be favored in this one. They'll bring them in here at home and get an opportunity to to figure some things out. Hopefully, before they start playing Big Ten play in the following week, where they're gonna have to start playing Purdue. I believe is the next opponent right after they play Georgia Southern here. So this is one where yeah, yeah, you set yourself playing a, a good team in Washington State. Not a great team. Not a ranked team. Not a team that should be ranked. But a team that, yes, is coached by a former UWSP pointer uh, who's from, I believe, Waukesha initially. Yes, but yeah, this is going to be an yeah. 11 o'clock kickoff. Big Ten Network, it's that good. It's going to be on Big Ten Network this week. The week after that, go well, down soon, to... Soon every college game is going to be on the Big Ten Network. <laughs> Just about. Half of yeah. them. I mean, that's that's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, ESPN has SEC, so, you know... Purdue will be the tough one after that, playing in West Lafayette the week after that. Then Rutgers and Iowa at home. 
And right now, you know what I'm thinking? I think Iowa runs the table in the West because I don't believe anyone in the West is really ready for this season. Illinois looks bad. Uh, yeah. Nebraska's bad. Northwestern's terrible. Minnesota is terrible. Just bad. Bad like was a little worse than Wisconsin, kind of bad, but also bad. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Iowa's going to beat us. I mean, it's going to be the good thing is we'll be at home. It'll be at home, so we got a shot. But they got to figure some things out in the next three weeks because Georgia Southern's one you got to win at home. You got to go play Purdue, who did not look as hot last week. Uh, without Aiden O'Connell, they have not looked as good on offense. Uh, getting a shot down there would be good. Rutgers is a team you got to beat, uh, playing them at home, and then see where you are with Iowa. But that's going to be the next real gut check type of game. Uh, but you do have to figure this offense out. They do not look like they have the offense figured out. The defense is still playing super soft back there and not getting to quarterbacks nearly enough because, you know, if they weren't going to pressure Cameron Ward, they're going to have a hard time against a lot of different people. Um, he's athletic and he's good, but you got to get to him. That's one of those ones where the game plan is you have to hit him. And they didn't. They didn't get to him at all. So. That's where we are with the Badgers. So I do want to make sure we have time here as well uh, in our schedule to talk about the Brewers who did the weirdest stuff over the last two days. First off, before this, they lost a series in Pittsburgh, which they should not have done. That was ridiculous. Uh, They do get the series win in New York. They end, though, after blowing them up. I mean, was it eight runs or seven runs? And then... They come in and they score no runs. No, they whomped them like 7-2 and 8-2, I think. Yeah, they whomped them the first two. Yeah, yeah. They, they killed them in the first two games. They're just and, throwing runs up there. And then come in and... And, and then the yeah. most bruised thing ever, they let Corbin Burns pitch eight no-hit innings. They got 10 with, and a third no-hit innings. 10 yeah. and a third. Well, well, and then Burns went went eight with no hits. And the council pulled him. And it went tied until the 10th. And they, they no-hit... And actually, if you just would let they were Burns, winning in the tenth. If you if you would let Burns pitch the ninth, and he would have clocked a ninth inning of no hit. In the baseball annals, they they count that as a no hitter because you've pitched nine innings of no hit baseball. Like it, it's happened yeah. once before, like back in the forties. Huh. Okay, I would not have thought they'd have counted it because he didn't actually finish the game. But okay, he was he had a very high pitch count. I was a little surprised they didn't let him try at least for a bit. Like you, you still get a no hitter if you go nine innings of okay. no hit baseball, but still pulled him in the eighth, and then and then kept them no hit through the tenth, and then the Brewers scored one in the top of the eleventh, and then one one, then two two, then you know, and then three, and, and then, then four, or two three, more four. runs, and either way. It, Either way, and then lost four to three. Yeah, somehow no hit the Yankees for ten innings and still lost. Yeah, which is the most Brewers thing ever when Corbin's Corbin Burns is pitching mm-hmm. like that. You can't how how in the hell can Corbin Burns continue doing like that? Dude should want out of here. Like like well, all, all I did was just pitch another no hitter for eight innings. Yeah. Well, the next day, today Monday. Woodruff had a 106 pitch complete game. Oh, he let Woodruff go to the ninth. Oh, weird. He had way less pitches. He, he was oh. under 100 pitches, which Burns was not. Who cares? Well, a lot of people. What man did the manager walk out and tell Nolan Ryan all seven times? Oh, dude, you're running up on 100 here. You know, we're going to. Well, play when he's Nolan Ryan, we'll have a different conversation because, I mean, Nolan Ryan's a freak of nature. 
That's that's a whole different world. No, everybody was like, why would you pull him out before the ninth inning? Yeah, I think well, I would. What, what are you doing? Like, no hitters are once in a lifetime thing. That's yeah. what gets you into the Hall of Fame. Not not eight innings of no hit baseball, and then I got pulled for a you know, and I was a combined no hitter. Yeah, I, I like think I would have let him. That is that is a load of BS. And if you want to stand behind that, John, I will fight you on that one. No, I would have let him is, go out that, there. That is that is a load of BS. Oh, your pitch count is high. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, what was that pitcher that got the no hitter with like 156 pitches? I don't know. I think he's out of the league now because they broke him. Right. You know, like (laughs) who cares? but he got a no hitter and he'll never go to the hall of fame and you don't know his name. Yeah. Nobody's going to know Corbin Burns' name in in five years. Anyways, nobody knows Corbin Burns name outside of Milwaukee. Anyways, Corbin Burns is a Cy Young. Everybody knows Corbin Burns. No, no, they don't. John. That's ridiculous. No, they don't. don't. That's not true. You know, that's not true. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. That's crazy. That, that's Brewers, a crazy thing you said. Oh, let's call up. Let's call up anybody who's not a Brewers fan and ask him who Corbin Burns is. 100%. Because he has a Cy Young Award. That's like saying nobody knows who Felix Hernandez is outside of Seattle. I mean, just you and me in Seattle. Because what? No. No, no nobody knows who crazy. Corbin Burns Nobody knows who Corbin Burns is. Except for baseball fanatics. Like, well, and every who, riser. People, people know who Nolan Ryan is. He's like, on ESPN, yeah. Aaron, oh, so, all the time. So, they talk so, about so, him so, on there. So, John, so pull, so pulling Corbin Burns in the eighth inning is going to save his career. No, and but I get it. I would have not, not even not even let him start the ninth. Could you let me just and one sentence? Maybe, maybe let one him sentence where I could finish a sentence. No, like I'm, I'm talking to my kids. We can even get like to the I'm ninth talking inning. to my kids here. I said I'd let him start the ninth. That's what I would have done. I I understand what they did. He he actually had more pitches in that game through eight. Than the complete game today, which was 106 to 109. I get why he did it. I wouldn't have done it. So I understand why he did it, I guess. I just, it doesn't mean I agree with him, but I wouldn't let him try it because it's a no hitter. Who pulls a guy out of a no hitter? Hey, you know what? But I think he would have lost in the ninth, and then it would have been Burns' loss. Save that arm. Save that arm for the Yankees next year. No, I'm no. pretty sure. Craig Council, Craig Council, make sure to save that arm for the Yankees next year. Aaron, you know exactly gonna, what would have happened to He's not going to be on this team next year. He's fine. Gone. We'll push Mizurowski, and he'll take his four ERA somewhere else, I guess. Um, you mean his four ERA that just went eight no-hit innings yesterday? Right. The second the second eight-inning eight inning no-hitter in two years. Right. Yeah. But yes, also the, the number I'm talking about. Oh, oh no, no. So, so you're you're <laughs> trying to say that he's a four ERA junk baseball. Well, three point four seven ERA right and, now. But everybody knows who he is because he's a Cy Young winner from a couple years ago. So you're oh. like contradicting yourself. You're saying like he's a household named pitcher around Aaron. the league, but Aaron. nobody okay. wants him because he's a four ERA. Okay, I'll do it in my own words since you're speaking <laughs> for me here, but. There's this thing saying like, hey, he's been a Cy Young Award winner. He's been top 10 Cy Young voted because everybody stinking knows him. And yes, that's true. And also, he can get older and continuing to pitch him into crazy innings continues to age him. He is not having a very good year this year. We're not arguing that, right? Because he did not go to the All-Star game. He's pitching 3.47. You think he's going to be with the Yankees? That's fine. I mean, like. 
I, no, I kind you, of yo, know said, he will be doing. Yankees no, no, I'm telling you what I'm saying. You say, I'm telling you, you what Yankees, I'm saying. No, I'm going back to what you said. You said the Yankees aren't going to sign him because he's got a four ERA. I never actually said that at all. So you, no. that's what you inferred, though. I heard they I said, could sign him. I said I said he'll be with the Yankees next year. You said and you said not with a four ERA. That's not what I said. I, what I said is they can have him and his four ERA next year. All right, what that's I, what I actually okay, said. Fine. We got tape okay. on this. It's great. No, I'm just saying. First off, I've been agreeing with you, and you've been t- acting like I haven't, which is amazing, I guess. This is good stuff. But still, he pitched eight, it just shut out, no hit innings, and I would have let him pitch the ninth. So we right. agree. We agree. I also get why they didn't. Also, he can be gone next year, and that is a thing, and that's just kind of, to be clear, the Brewers were 100% right when they said, wow, a lot of people have figured you out now. And there's something wrong in your pitch now. And it's borne out over this entire year. And he did have this game was great. And they should have let him go when he's great. Because he's great like every other game now. And he's he has been doing very well in terms so, of so quality you starts. Wanna, you don't want him back next year then, right? I'd have him. I don't Why? think he's going to want to do it. They figured him out. He's a four ERA pitcher and he's yeah. drunk. I know. But I mean, like the other thing is. They figured him out, John. Why would you want him back next year? <sighs> God, Aaron, like all you're going to do is try to tell me what, what you want me to have said to you rather than listening to what I'm actually telling you. I get okay. that he's probably going to go somewhere else. He is not the pitcher he was. He's still yeah, a very good pitcher. He's still a very yeah. good pitcher, just not great anymore. And he was great t- yesterday. He was great yesterday, and you should have let him pitch the ninth. And that's it. And I get why they didn't pitch him the ninth. Because this team is not trying to win one game. They're trying to win more. They're trying to win a playoff game. They're not going to. But they really think they can. Uh, they're not going to win any playoff games this year. No, no, no. This is the hyperbole that you dance with. Like when, you, when you're like, No, come on. Like you can't blame me. For, you're standing up for certain things. And then you're like, here's what. But they're not going to do this. And it's like, God, why are you doing this to me? You can't come do on. this hyperbole. You can't blame anybody for a hyperbole. You just said, well, you're saying he's terrible and never pitch. I'm like, no, I said he has a 3.47 ERA. So you're saying you don't even want him. Well, that's not what I said. No, so you're saying he's terrible. No, I said he was good. Oh, so now he's good. And you and you also say he's pushing a four ERA. He has been most of the year, yes. Yeah, but he's a three four seven. Yeah, he actually well, going eight scoreless did help him here, but he has been pushing a four most of the year. Yeah, eight scoreless dropped at point five overnight. Yeah. I don't know, but he has been pushing four most of this year. That's hundred percent true. What I'm saying is a statistic fact that you and I have been talking about for the entire season. He was over four earlier and has worked it back down. Like we said last week, what I said, you didn't say it. I actually said this because you didn't have this number or know this. He's actually had mostly quality starts other in the last two months, only two games where that were not quality starts. No, we talked about this, John. Like, yeah, I like, talked about it. We, you we were actually there. Talked, we talked this down during the whole time and you were like, and we, and you were like, we went through it and I was like, yeah, he had like two horrible starts. That, yes. Like five and six. A whole yes. bunch of stuff. And otherwise, for the most part of this year, he's been pretty good. He's been oh, the last two months really bad outing. The last two months, he's been very good. What I was just saying about this whole thing is that this is par for the course. Somehow, throughout the whole time Corbin Burns has been with the Brewers, his entire career is that somehow the Brewers cannot score any GD runs the entire time he's pitching. And even on the good game, yeah. especially when he's pitching the good games. Mm-hmm. And that's why he doesn't get wins. And then... When he has a bad game, it's exclamated by the fact that they don't that they that's the games when they somehow score seven runs and then he gets blown up. But at the <laughs> same time, here's this dude who's thrown 
two eight innings of no hit baseball mm-hmm. where somehow council has decided not to let him pitch into the ninth. yet tonight i know it's less than a pitch count, less yeah. pitch count but he lets woodruff pitch into the ninth for a shutout and it's like it's the first time Woodruff a, a, a worthless a worthless shutout to be clear too though this in, is the in, first in, time in woodruff Marland has park where there's 600 people watching he was playing you know? at amfam he was at home Oh, that's right. It was, there. it was at home. Also, this is the yeah. first time he has ever pitched a ninth inning. Ever. This is. It also wasn't his. Not highest... surprising because his entire career is underneath Craig Council. So I mean, I guess that makes sense. He was at like just over ninety pitches going into the ninth, and you know, if you've got that close, the other thing is we spent a ton of pitchers yesterday in trying to chase the Yankees through 11 innings or whatever, 13 innings. Didn't have to. 13 innings. Yeah, we could have just Didn't lost have earlier. We could have done could, that. Could, could have just let Burns keep pitching. We could have let Burns pitch the ninth and lose in nine. We could have done that. We could yeah, have done that. Know, that would have been a lot let, more let fun. Him go, let him go for an actual real no hitter. Yeah, we know? could have. That Cause, was Because we've got one. And got I don't one know why you're fighting me. We agreed on this. Got, got one. You're fighting one nobody. In, Everyone in agrees with you. History. And if you also one agree with you, you're being petty. As the only single one. Yeah. To, to quote Annie from I'm Community. I'm, I'm, I'm just being mad out loud right now. Like, it, to I'm, quote Annie so from Community, Aaron. Everyone agrees with you. If you're also agreeing with you, you're being petty. No, it's, it's frustrating. It's massively frustrating. But I'd rather, if I were him, I'd rather go pitch for the Dodgers or whoever else too, as the number two pitcher, where I actually get run support and I don't have to worry about going out there and having to be the Cy Young Award winner every day. Right. You know, I think it'll the be dude, the three if he goes to the Dodgers. And, 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 and if you tell me, like, yeah, his stuff's waning, great, whatever. Yeah. It, it's it's only waning because he's dependent upon so much, you know. And this is part of the the cycle that is being a smaller market team like i get this but like the the fact that he gets hams like the 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 burns the burns uh what what do you call that when it's uh the burns paradox is such a weird thing like especially when you let woodruff just after in woodruff why is he pitching a complete game he just got off ir a month ago you should be babying his arm to make sure he can get through the playoffs but uh, we're gonna let him get, pitch a perfect game but oh, somehow no. this Burns that gets zero run support can't get through. Like, will will not be allowed to pitch a, per, a, a, a shutout or anything like that. Like, it's it's so weird. It's it's frustrating. The difference between the two is obviously that one is already a game in the bag, where you're trying to save your bullpen, and the other one is I don't know what's going to happen, but I am still trying to win this well, game, which it, is in when question. It's 12, when it's twelve nothing, you could have Sid Fraley come in from right field and pitch an inning. Yeah, you could. But I mean, he was back also in the days. We pitches. have a uh, Hernand, uh, Hernand 106 um, pitches, Aaron. 106. It was, it wasn't even his highest pitch count of the year. Who, who's who's our outfielder that oh, he's just come and pitch? I don't remember the outfielder. Her, Hernan, uh, Hernan, uh, yeah, Hernan, um, Perez, but he was a shortstop and third, yeah, third baseman, yeah. shortstop, yeah, but either yeah. way, so yes, yeah, not I mean, he could, but either way, boy. Who knew that? The, who knew that the heated part would be the Brewers part of this? Well, yeah, because everything else was easy. Badgers <laughs> pissed us off, and the the yeah. Packers were fun. Yeah, Badgers, Badgers could die. Like it's just like, was like just <laughs> those two games back to back. I knew, I knew, I knew it was done. Like at halftime, those two games back to back were ridiculous. It's just a and crazy just, thing to have happened. So yeah, and, and the and, worst part is, of course, that it was. Hey, we just scored nine runs. Or eight runs, nine runs, and tomorrow we're going to score 12. Today, we will score none. 
zero. Yeah, in, in this nine. Is the eye, this is the eye of the hurricane, apparently. So yeah, that was you it's know, such like, a weird fluke thing God, that it's just eight nine. And that's and that's and that's the thing that makes me worried about them in the playoffs. Is oh the yeah, way that they're they not going to win the playoffs. What's we that? should give up on them winning the playoffs. Enjoy the regular season. Oh, no. No, yes. no, I'm just saying this is what makes me worried about them in the playoffs is that the fact that they just stop scoring runs. Like, they just don't sometimes. Yeah. And it's and they don't hit enough home runs for the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's like we, going back to the Bears. Like, it doesn't matter which regime is in charge of the Bears. They always just throw passes under 10 yards, and it's an embarrassment at quarterback. That's just like... <laughs> The Brewers, like, it doesn't matter who's in charge. Like, it's just going to be, yeah, we're going to have a fun regular season. We're going to sell out a whole bunch. We're going to get hope high, and then we're going to get to the playoffs and score nothing. So with all of that and all the excitement we've just had, we're going to take everything else and put it into the segment of our show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for The Last Call. All right, to open up the last call, we're going to talk about Badger Volleyball because we love going with our number one ranked women's volleyball team. Uh, they came in and had a fantastic, I guess, week into the weekend. It's the here. best team in the state, John. It like, is. It's not even close. Yeah. Well, and coming up next is Wisconsin versus Marquette at Fiserv, which is going to be mm-hmm. great. If you can get down there September 13th, 7 p.m., you guys should all check that out. Uh, Marquette also ranked, doing very well this year. Uh, they actually, well, they're 24th ranked right now. They came out hotter and then had some problems, a couple conference losses. So they're hoping to get ready to go on here a little bit. But they will be playing at Fiserv. The Badgers will have a pep rally at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. It's 5-7, to seven, which will annoy all the Marquette fans because they love to pretend that it really matters to everybody. But th- there's Badger fans everywhere in this state and also in other states. But Wisconsin, and there's way more of them, too. So Yeah, a lot more. So we talked last week, beating Arkansas twice, beating Tennessee. Uh, those were some fantastic games. But then the Badgers came through this week, swept Arizona, and swept Miami. They invited both teams into town beat them on consecutive nights, the 7th and the 8th. And then Saturday, this is fun, Arizona and Miami played each other at the field house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in town for a soccer tournament. I was going to try to see if my daughter wanted to go to because I wanted to see it. Arizona versus Miami would have been fun. Not the biggest names in in uh, volleyball, but it was free admission at the field house. I was like, did I see that again? <laughs> but right. uh, good times. I mean, getting through and they just really – took it to these teams. I mean, I mean how, 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 how much of a pit move is that? Like, hey, <laughs> you guys come into town, I beat you, I beat you. Hey, you know what? Why don't you guys play each other now? Why don't you guys just play each other to make it? Why don't you take this coloring book and go in the corner? <laughs> yeah. Just, just. <laughs> against, oh, uh, against Arizona on Thursday night, Sarah Franklin, again, leading in kills with 15. Devin Robinson and Booth Carter right behind. Booth Carter's been a fantastic add to this team. Uh, Temi Thomas... Aliara, who was the transfer from Northwestern, uh, six aces, which is an insane number. MJ right. Hamill and Yulia Orzao both get two more. That is 10 aces. That is a, that's just an insane number. Uh, CC Crawford with five blocks. Uh, Izzy Ashburn leads the way with 24 assists. And uh, Yulia Orzao with nine digs to lead the way in the Badgers. They win this one. Well, I mean, they're 25s across. Arizona gets 17, 21, and 20 in these games. So they did not hang with them in that one. 
Um, bring in Miami then. They win this at least, one. At least there weren't any single digits in there. No, Miami so, just barely avoided so, this. So, so, some, sometimes sometimes the uh, sometimes the the uh, inevitable quit factor is the fact that <laughs> it's like 25-17, 25-20, 25-9. Right. <laughs> they beat Miami 11-23 and 15. So they took them to the woodshed. Well, that just means that they weren't even close. Yeah. Fewer (laughs) aces. There were only three aces for Wisconsin in this one. Uh, But uh, Temi leads in kills in this game with 12 with Franklin right behind a nine. Devin Robinson behind her. Uh, MJ Hamill with the two aces. Uh, Carter Booth with seven blocks in this game. MJ Hamill again leading in assists with 22. Yulia Orzow again leading the way in digs with 10. Uh, Badgers then are going to have, like we said, Marquette on the 13th. On the 17th, they will be going to Gainesville to play number three Florida. That is going to be incredible. Florida went to, no, I'm sorry. Florida welcomed in Minnesota earlier this year and beat them straight sets. So this is going to be a good one. Uh, get yourselves ready Sunday, 2 p.m. Uh, that'll be on ESPN2, actually, and uh, Fox Sports 1070 if you listen on the radio. Uh, but yeah, go check that out. They're going to be on ESPN too. Everybody should be able to see it. Go watch that game. It's going to be fantastic. fantastic. An incredible match. Uh, other things for Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, the cross country opened, uh, started this week. Badgers hosted the Badger Classic and uh, Badgers finished first. So they get actually in this one. Oh, weird, right? Yeah. Uh, men's Josh uh, Truchon. Hey, finishes... hey, we held our own tournament and we won first. Right. <laughs> Good luck, everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they get the uh, overall first, Josh Truchon. Uh, Sam number, Craig number, finishes number two, 12th. Number, number, number two is the uh, mom and pa's pretty good uh, university from Fargo Cobbers, by the way. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin right now is ranked fifth in men's cross country. So, I mean, winning this one is not the most crazy thing. He's 20, uh, Josh Truchon with a 24-10.3 in the 8K. Uh, Sam Craig at 12, 19th place was Oliver Pelin, and then Bryce Stachevich uh, is an unattached UW, it says right there, at 31, and then 32nd was Joseph DeRice. Uh, the women's team also finished first. Uh, they they finished in terms of team time. I'm trying to see. Wisconsin 1, Michigan 2, Northwestern 3, Minnesota 4, Ohio State 5. Uh, in terms of the racers, Wisconsin finishes six, seven, and eight as their top racers. Uh, Victoria, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, Heiligenthal, Victoria Heiligenthal, Bella Jacobson, and Danielle Ori uh, all finished basically 18 minutes, 18 seconds. It was 18, 18.6, and 0.8. So they crossed the line together. <laughs> Just I, I, I think you got the right emphasis on the right syllable there. Just so you know. Hey, here we go. I'm hoping on this one. Uh, in terms of some of the D3 stuff, we did have some football games this week. S- Stevens Point bounced back from their terrifying loss to D1 uh, Lindenwood last week, and they went 31-28 over St. Norbert from De Pere. There you go. Uh, Oshkosh actually loses 30-21 to to Wheaton College in Illinois. Co-College absolutely dominates Eau Claire 44-14. to Co-College in Iowa, I believe they're the Co-Hawks. Not Co-Hogs, like the Clam, but the Co-Hawks. The Gusties. Um, 
Lacrosse loses a rough one at home. They were up 21-14 and a half and then lose 28-21 to Harden-Simmons. Uh, I believe that's the third-ranked or f- uh, fifth-ranked team in the country. So this is a basically a top-10 matchup. Lacrosse loses at home. River Falls destroys Ohio Wesleyan 37-10. to uh, Stout loses to Dickinson State. Uh, twenty four twenty one. Whitewater takes between Harden between Harden Simmons and Dickinson State. Those <laughs> right. sound like those sound like actual people, right? Uh, yeah. Whitewater took St. John's of Collegeville behind the woodshed, fifty six to twenty eight. Oh, that's mean. And Platteville beat up on Dubuque, uh, thirty five to nineteen. So that was where they go. <laughs> Lacrosse gets to go up to Marquette to play Northern Michigan next week. How fantastic is that? Uh, and then River Falls will play Northwestern in Minnesota. Oshkosh will play East Texas Baptist, which is from Texas. Bethel will be going to Eau Claire. Gustavus Adolphus will be visiting UW Stout. And this will be a big one. In Belton, Texas, UW Whitewater will be playing Mary Harden Baylor, Mary Tyler Moore. No, uh, Mary Harden Baylor in Texas. So that'll be a good one to watch this next week if you have big, any that chance might actually that. be like uh that might actually be like a national championship. It ought to be some. Yeah, that's got some big uh, stuff there. Mary Harden Baylor already lost this year to um, was that River Falls took them uh, this year already. I think so. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of good stuff going on this week. I think Lacrosse is going to bounce back, beat Northern Michigan, who is a D two school. Uh, they do offer scholarships, so that's what I yeah. have for this week for everything. And we have a bunch, and I'm going to make some cuts on this program. But thank you for this. Aaron, there were some, argu- there were some arguments this week, John. Do you I have got anything mad. to add? Anything to you add here this you week? You can tell it was coming off a drill weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, the only thing I had to add was uh, I, I wasn't taking shots at the UW uh, cross-country team um, by when you were saying, like, well, of course they won their own. I just remember there was a couple of cross-country meets that we went to <laughs> where it was uh, Stevens Point hosting. Spash, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Spash just hosting Rhinelander was the biggest competition, and then it was just a bunch of small teams. Like, oh, look, Spash won. They took all seven places, and it's not even close. And their JV winners won eight through fourteen as well. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, come on, guys. It's just like, oh my god. I don't, I don't think it's anybody like, who listens to this I, podcast on the normal thinks that you would be bashing any sort of cross country program uh, around. No, there. so I think you were I all on your side. Bash, it was a bashing Wisconsin. It's just like, hey, we just had our own invite, and hey. We just won it. Yeah, weird. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Um, please go back to the front and listen to all the different uh, places we are on social media. The big ones are on Twitter uh, at Scotty Johnny Pod, at Not So Humble Host, and at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.